0: Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is BELIEVE. Ich warte seit Wochen auf diesen Tag und tanz vor Freude über den Asphalt. Als wär's sein Rhythmus, als gäb's ein Lied.
1: Immer durch die zieht. Die Hello and welcome to Gegenpressing, the Bundesliga podcast. This is the preview show. I'm Manu Fed, he's Stefan Bejankowski. And Stefan, before we do anything else, because I forget every single week, we're doing this in association with Get German Football News, who are super nice <laughs> uh, and post um, this podcast on their site every, every week. And. Um, yeah, just want to point out that they're, they're really worth worth checking out. So got that in first. And your job is, of course, now to point out the fantasy football stuff. Um, we're both terrible at it. I think this is a well-established fact, but some people are really, really good. And I think we're seeing a little bit of a lead at the very top of the game pressing Liga.
0: Yeah, we are. Uh, KuroSH yeah. is still top. I think he was top last um, week. FC Clever Puns is second. Uh, Destroy yeah. third. 50 plus one fourth. Um, definitely noticing 50 plus one and KuroSH most weeks. I think they t- the two of them are kind of the guys going head to head. Um, and some, yeah, as always, just some great puns and some great names. Uh, I like that. Uh, fourth place last week for total match points was someone whose name was Rosa. Did nothing wrong, uh, which is always quite funny. Uh, Farmers Pride in seventh place, of course, played on the Farmers League um, FC Hershey. Which I wonder if that's a uh, Christian Pulisic's dad. Um, and uh, Pizza by Pizarro. Uh, there's all sorts of. There's some great ones in there, which is half the fun of fancy football. Uh, and it of course distracts from our truly truly dreadful um, performances in the league so
1: may they continue you know what if you have any fantasy football tips put them in the comments please because clearly I need them
0: Yeah, <laughs> if you can CC me into that email as well, that'd be helpful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just,
1: just put them in the comments, either like on the Substack or on whichever social media platform you use these days, uh, and let us know what's the secret because I, I, I need to know. I, I just need to know. Um, they, I, I just don't get it. Anyways, uh, Stefan, we have a, we have a lot of matches to discuss. Um, an exciting match day coming up before the international break, of course. So let's jump into it right after this break. This episode of the Gegen Pressing podcast is brought to you by Bet Online. Football is back, and Bet Online is your number one information source for all your sports wagering info, with all the up-to-minute stats, news, scores, and match up breakdowns. Get the latest game odds, spreads, and totals from the NFL and college football at your fingertips with Bet Online's real-time updates on statistics, news, and odds. From week one all the way to college football playoff and Super Bowl, BetOnline gives you the access to the best football promotion and contests available anywhere online. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to get in on the action. Remember to use our promo code, BLEAV, that is B-L-E-A-V, Believe to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, where the game starts. Uh, so, remember the last time I did this ad read and, like, someone mentioned to me I should go down to Washington and do one of those, like, college football games? Well, I'm going to—I can I can tell this listener I'm going to the Apple Bowl in November, which is, I think, at American Thanksgiving. It's the last Apple Bowl because they're dissolving this division. Uh, if you want to find out more about this, you will not learn it on this podcast because it's way too complicated. But anyways, I'm going to UW against Washington State, and I'm looking forward
0: to it. None of that made any sense to me. I have no idea what you're talking about, but I'm sure plenty of our listeners are delighted to hear it.
1: Yeah, Uh, I'm just saying, uh, I've been looking forward to my first ever college American football game. Um, I heard that they also sell boost there, which is great, Um, which should make it easier, because Seattle is cold and wet that time of the year, and um, that stadium has no roof, so there's that. Anyway, Stefan enough of that, that's the wrong sport, we're not here to, uh, we're not the Pac-12 or whatever that conference is called, preview show, we're the Bundesliga preview show. Uh, games start on Friday. Uh, is it time again to make fun of the Friday fixture? Are we back back to that yet, with Gladbach
0: against Mainz? Um, I'm not quite sure, because I think you could make the argument that this is actually a relegation six-pointer, uh, the way these two teams are playing right now. Um, I personally think Gladbach are going to probably nick this one. Um, you know the result um, last weekend suggests that they've maybe turned a corner of sorts. Um, you know they beat a, you know a Bochum side in Bochum and scored all three goals before halftime. Makes me wonder if you know things are finally beginning to kind of click into gear for. Her. Uh, Gerardo Siona side, um, at least far more so than mine, too, are just sinking like a stone right now. Um, in fact, I'm beginning to wonder when the questions will begin to ask of both fence, and maybe they already have, I just haven't noticed them this week. But um, I predict that uh, Gladbach will win this game 2 0 um, and might finally get going this season because I think this start to the season's like the worst what are their worst starts in maybe like 15 or 20 years if I'm not mistaken so they really do have to start putting points on the board. Yeah, I went for
1: a similar result. I went for a narrow 2-1 win. I think the Bochum game um, is an indication that things are going to get better. Um, still not entirely convinced but I'm really not convinced by Mines. They are one of two teams I'm really worried about. Oh, actually, there's three. Um, and neither one of them are the promoted sides so uh, we'll get to them later this show but yeah I'm starting to get a little bit worried about Mainz so I think that Gladbach are gonna get all three points here alright that gets us to my match of the week which is Dortmund against Union Berlin Um, I alluded to it in the Champions League roundup show I think we need to start getting a little worried about Union Berlin here Stefan I think this is this is going to be Um, I don't have it at hand, but I think this is the longest losing streak that they have had since being promoted to the Bundesliga. It's Definitely across all competition, right? And I think that's not going to end here. I think that Dortmund are going to win this game 3-1. I think that things, you know, especially on the road, things have been a bit more difficult. And I just think that Dortmund have had this ability as of late to score decisive goals against teams that hunker down. They somehow, you know, whether it's Marco Reus or Niklas Füllkrug, they just seem to be getting the job done at home. And that makes you wonder what's going to go on and happen next to Union Berlin. Because I think that result, especially going into the international break, right, maybe actually... That is maybe the one positive that was Fisher will have two weeks to work for this team in quiet. Although I guess a lot of players are going away on, on international duty. But I, I'm starting to worry about Union Berlin and I think Dortmund are going to relish the fact that they can beat play them and beat, probably beat them at this stage.
0: Mm, yeah. <laughs> That's an interesting take. I must admit, I've kind of been a little more positive for Union to be honest with you. Um, I actually wrote... Uh, in the Monday Bulletin, which is our now uh, a free Monday newsletter which we put out, which is kind of some brief talking points from the weekend's football that, um, you know, I basically said things are going to get worse before they get better for you. And referencing, you know, this game, um, the, the the Champions League clash against Braga, and they've also got a very tough game when they get back from the international break, I think. Um but the point really was that, um, you know, as bad as Union's performance or the results have been, I don't think their performances really justify that those results. Uh, I thought the midweek clash against Braga was a perfect example of that, um, where, you know, they were probably the better team uh, and then they conceded to basically wonder goals from Braga. Um, similarly, Heidenheim... Um, Really dug in and, you know, all due respect to them, they did what they had to do, but Union had the line share of ball and chances and should have scored a number of goals, only for Heidenheim to score an outstanding free kick. So, you know, I, if I was an Union Berlin fan right now, I'd probably be cursing the gods, thinking that the club were cursed because they keep considering these absolute, conceding these worldy goals. Uh, you know, if this was Football Manager, I would have quit long ago thinking, right, this is just so unrealistic. These teams keep scoring ridiculous goals against me. Um but one of the things that really stood out for me actually um after that Heidenheim game was that, you know, for example, um you know, Union are creating chances in games. Um you know they had an XG of 2.95 against Heidenheim. They had an XG of like 2.5 I think against Braga. And one thing that really stood out to me was that and this, again, this was in the Monday Bulletin, was that Stuttgart and Leverkusen uh, are averaging just 1.5 and 2.5 more shots, shots per game than Union, but have scored 10 and 11 more goals so far this season. So, you know, Christoph, uh, Trammell, uh, Christopher Tramel said after the Heidenheim game that, you know, it feels like they're just kind of lacking confidence. And that certainly seems to be the case up front. And that kind of maybe has to change. Um Maybe that has to an extent because I thought Gerardo Becker was outstanding against Braga. But anyway, it's a long way to basically saying I think they might be a bit of a handful for Dortmund this weekend. Uh, I think they'll probably relish being able to just kind of sit in deep, let Dortmund throw everything at them, uh, and then they can kind of hit on the break. So I've gone for a, I've actually gone for a very narrow two one win for Dortmund, and I was very close to actually going for a draw for this game just because Dortmund haven't been encouraging or comprehensive at all this season and I don't know I just feel like Unión are due uh, a bit of luck and good fortune and it might come in the Westfalen Stadion yeah uh, I think
1: Marco Royce and Niklas Fugog will once again somehow rescue it for Dortmund um, intriguing match definitely worth tuning in on for the Saturday fixtures okay so up next Leipzig against Bochum what do you think here Stefan?
0: Yeah, I think it's a pretty straightforward result, to be honest yeah. with you. Uh, <laughs> I've, I've gone for a 2 0 win for Leipzig. I think they, you know, off the. I mean, you could maybe argue that there's that kind of Bayern curse that whoever plays well against them tends to drop points. But, you know, as we talked about in the midweek show, uh, the reaction, Champions League reaction show, uh, Leipzig actually gave a decent account themselves against Man City. They did more than enough against Bayern uh, to potentially win the game. And I think Lowley Bochum are probably going to struggle uh, in Saxony. Yeah. I had the I almost wanted
1: to go for a big score here. Um I think that Leipzig are going to easily win it, especially at home. Um but rather going for something like 5 or 6-0 or 4-0 yeah, even, I just went for a 3-0 win, which I'm probably going to regret because I think Leipzig are going to score a lot of goals here, Stefan. <laughs>
0: yeah, well, We'll have to see I mean th- th- there's potential for them to be a little like tired and jaded yeah. after two really big games but mm. if if any team was going to take advantage of that I don't really think it'll be Bochum also Leipzig have like three squads that's oh, true. two
1: and a half two and a half but you know what I mean right like there's so much depth Um. yeah I think they'll be just fine so yeah three nil is my prediction and it could be more Alright, so up next, Augsburg against Darmstadt. Um I've been pretty impressed by both the promoted teams lately, Stefan. And I actually went for a very narrow Darmstadt victory here.
0: 2-1. Well, wouldn't it be typical of Manu to downplay Augsburg uh on, uh, on this show? Um I've I've <laughs> I've gone for a 1-1 draw in this game, um, just because you know, I haven't been particularly impressed with Salzburg, to be honest, but nor have I been really impressed with Darmstadt either. Um, the only thing that I think really separates these teams, or maybe would put it in favour for Augsburg, is that they still have that kind of decent home form. Um, you know, their home form in 2023 is really impressive. It's probably what kept them up last season. Uh, and if I'm not mistaken, I think they're still undefeated. Yeah, they've won one win and two draws so far. At home. At home. This season. Okay, at home. Yes, yeah. at home. Yeah, at home. Yeah um so i've gone for a 1-1 draw here um i was tempted to go for an augsburg win but yeah i think it's going to be a 1-1 draw and perhaps one for the purists
1: yeah that's that's a good way of describing it that's not the match to maybe tune into this next one could be Dor stefan i think that's your match of the week stuttgart against
0: Wolfsburg. without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running everything would suddenly stop hospitals factories schools and power plants they all depend on you no matter the weather emergency or time of day you're the ones who get it done at granger we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies count on real time product availability and fast delivery call clickgranger.com or just stop by granger for the ones who get it done yeah it is um and yeah you know i i just kind of feel like this is probably the most Entertaining, uh, attacking match uh, of the match day. Um, two teams who have really impressed actually so far this season. Stuttgart, you know, we've talked all and all about. Um, you know, we've done podcasts, we've done newsletters, um, and you know, I think what's I think most people kind of know what Stuttgart, why Stuttgart have done well this season, why they continue to score goals. Um, we had Matt Ford kind of writing for the Monday Bulletin explaining you know, how Cologne did all they could to really kind of stop Giresse from from um, you know kind of rumbling on with his, his, his incredible start of the season but Stuttgart still managed to find a way, some other way and you know I, I wouldn't say Wolfsburg have really kind of captured the attention to the same extent but I think maybe even red, uh, flying under the radar because I, I saw a stat when I was kind of doing my previous uh, kind of pulling together my previous stats and it's really quite interesting if Stuttgart were to sorry if Wolfsburg were to win this game and pick up 15 points from their opening seven games um, they would be the 2nd sec- it would only be the second time this century um, that they've managed to pick up that many points at this point in the season um, and the only time has came They've picked up more points. At this point, the season was in 2004, 2005. So, you know, they're not quite as good at home. Or Sorry, they're not quite as good on the road, um, which is the only thing that's kind of made me kind of lean this more towards Stuttgart. But I still think it's going to be a really fun, entertaining attacking match. Uh, so I've gone for a 3 2 win for Stuttgart. This episode of the Gegenpressing Pressing Podcast is brought to
1: you by Bet Online. Football is back. And BetOnline is your number one information source for all your sports wagering info with all the up-to-minute stats, news, scores, and matchup breakdowns. Get the latest game odds, spreads, and totals from the NFL and college football at your fingertips with BetOnline's real-time updates on statistics, news, and odds. From week one all the way to college football playoff and Super Bowl, BetOnline gives you the access to the best football promotion and contests available anywhere online. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to get in on the action. Remember to use our promo code Believe that is B L-E-A-V Believe to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. 3-2 win, okay. So you're expecting five goals. Um I also went for a Stuttgart win, but two one. And I cannot stress this enough. If you have Garasi in your fantasy team, this is the time to sell and sign and bring in Undaf. Because <laughs> he was the guy who scored the the last two goals for Stuttgart. Um, I do think that Stuttgart... I think that's the thing that we kind of pointed out about them, right? That everyone paid so much attention to Gurasi, forgetting that you could probably put another center forward there and they would maybe not be quite as productive, but very productive too. And I think that is just the, the beauty of these... This this harness system that you know he's really managed to put together a team that's that's playing the, that that has a tactical identity and that the different players that are playing in the system have the ability to to really sh- really show that um, every single match day. So um, I think that's going to be fascinating because I think the guy on the other in the other dugout is quite similar, Kovac, right? Um, slowly but surely he's forming a team here that y- you can tell this is a Kovac team. Um, which is interesting as well. So, yeah, I'm actually really looking forward to this game. In for some reason or not, this is actually not the designated top spiel, Stefan. That is going to Werder Bremen against Hoffenheim. Although, I think you wrote something really interesting about Hoffenheim, which actually got featured in the DFL newsletter. Congrats um, on the Substack. That's always really nice when the DFL does this and shares uh, one of our newsletters. Hoffenheim have been a very intriguing side. And I'm. Werder Bremen is one of the other big teams, or big teams by fan base, of course, I mean, right? That I'm really worried about this year. And I think that Hoffenheim are going to win this game, Stefan, 2 0.
0: Yeah, I've actually gone for the exact same result. Um, I completely agree with you. Um, I think I kind of said maybe on last week's preview show that, you know, That clash against Darmstadt last weekend was probably one that Bremen really had to win, um, if they really kind of wanted to kind of turn around this kind of really tricky start to the season. Um, They didn't. They got thrashed by Darmstadt, and it really feels like Bremen are kind of they're struggling. Um, You could make the argument that you know they've still kind of got a decent enough home form to fall back on. They you know they lost to Bayern at the start of the season, but they beat. Mainz and Cologne after that, so they've got two wins from three at home. Of course, you know, those two teams are probably two of the most out of form in the Bundesliga season, so maybe take that with a pinch of salt. But I think, suffice to say, that not hugely impressive Werder Bremen right now, and um, I feel like Hoffenheim, um, you know, have got a lot about them. Um, I think we talked about on the main show that you know, people will probably look at that three-one defeat to Dortmund and think, right, that's the bubble burst. Um, you know, they're going to stumble back down to mid-table, uh, and they were rubbish because you know Dortmund scored three goals. But they um, weren't rubbish; they were excellent. No, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, that was that was the point I was coming to. You know, they yeah. the, the, the not. They they were quite good. Uh, I thought they went toe to toe with Dortmund for the most part. Uh, obviously, Reerson scored a truly ridiculous goal uh, late in uh, injury time. Um And yeah, Hoffenheim definitely do have their defensive issues, there's no doubt about it, as Seb talked about on the show, but yep. I think they've got more than enough firepower to kind of distinguish them from most of the teams uh, in the mid-table, so yeah, I think they probably should pick up a pretty comfortable win here. Yeah.
1: Pellegrino is such a good coach, honestly. I think he was a really good coach at Stuttgart too, it's just sometimes, you know, it just doesn't fit and... Here's another coach, I think, that's really putting his fingerprints on our team. And, you know, this seems like just a good fit. And I think this Hoffenheim side will surprise a few people this year. So keep watching them. I guess is what I'm trying to say. Um, Cool. Anyways, uh, Leverkusen against Köln. This is actually a game that everyone should be watching, Stefan. You know, this is the, the Rhein derby, but only, of course, if Köln win it. But will Köln win it? What's your thoughts?
0: Uh, no, I don't think they'll win it, so it will not be a, clone, <laughs> a Ryan Derby. Um, I've gone for an, a 3-0 win for Leverkusen here, much like the Leipzig mm, result. Uh, yeah. I, didn't, I didn't spend too much time worrying about this one. Um, Cologne are such an interesting team. Uh, I was talking to Matt Ford about this last weekend when he was at the game, and you know we were discussing the manner, in which they do seem to start games quite well, but then they just seem to unravel. I don't know if it's a case of you know, it's a case of uh, fitness or uh, training, or maybe they just don't have the firepower to take advantage of opportunities when they, um, you know, when when they when they have possession at the start games. But I watched them against Väderbäck, Bremen. he watched them against Stuttgart and it was kind of similar situations where uh, they start well and then they just kind of lose their grip of the game. And yeah, I think Leverkusen would just have way too much firepower for them.
1: Uh, so this is the third big team I'm worried about, is Köln. And I went for the exact same result as you did for 3-0 Leverkusen win. But I, I'm starting to worry about Köln. I think this this whole transfer bans saga is hovering about over the club. It makes them really difficult to plan for the future. Um, I think they just lack depth. They kick around kick a poll this, this week, asking uh, readers whether Köln is going to get relegated. So... You just know, you know, when those polls come out, that things are not good. So, that's my trifecta of big teams I'm worried about. It's maybe in that order Köln first, Bremen second, and um, oh, what well, was the third one that was mentioned? No, it was not Frankfurt, oh, it was Mainz, but I guess they're not that big of a team. But they, they're one of those teams that I'm also those three are the ones where I'm saying they could maybe rescue one of the promoted teams from relegation um, by going surprise down. So those are the three teams that I'm a little bit worried about. Anyways, um, that gets us to the... It's three games on Sunday because of the the European games, right? So uh, Bayern against Freiburg. Um, I think this is actually going to be a really interesting game because I think Christian Reich will take a look at that Copenhagen game and say look, we can do that too. You know, we can do the exact same thing to them. But uh, unfortunately, I think Bayern will have just enough um, to win this game. But I went for a very narrow 2-1 win here.
0: Yeah, I've actually got the exact same uh, result. And it's it, it will all depend really on kind of how good Freiburg are on the day. I've, You know, they've obviously had a bit of a stumble in form recently, but I think the context is kind of key to this. You know, they lost to a very good Stuttgart side who perhaps surprised them with a 5-0 win. Uh, they then lost a hard-fought match against Dortmund 4-2. Um, they were held to a 0-0 draw against Frankfurt, who, you know, actually do have one of the best defensive records in the league so far this season. Um, and then they kind of were able to bounce back against Salzburg last weekend, so... I think I don't think Freiburg are at their very best right now by any means Um, but I also don't think they're maybe as poor as some people would be suggesting Um, I guess it kind of depends how well Bayern play at Allianz Arena we talked a lot about their uh, performance against Copenhagen on the midweek show a lot of Bayern fans are still far from convinced of Tuchel and his tactics but I think on the whole they probably should have enough to beat Freiburg so that's why I've gone for a narrow win
1: Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. So we're in agreement here. Um, All right, that's the final match of the week. Is then um, Frankfurt against Heidenheim. What do you think here?
0: So (laughs) I've gone for uh, a nil-nil draw. Um, Ooh, no goals. So so maybe worth uh, just kind of concluding the match day a little earlier. Uh, Go have a cup of tea. Go. Go read that book you've been putting off for a while because, yeah. Like I just think, I I know I watched Frankfurt's game last weekend and they were pretty hapless um, against Wolfsburg. Um, You know, I feel it feels like they're kind of going through the motions. And if they had better players, they would maybe be able to kind of pick up more points than points than they have. But they simply haven't. And, you know, I think that was all summed up by Mario Goza, who's the most kind of slight and unphysical player in the Bundesliga against off for two clumsy tackles. Uh, the second of which was just him desperately trying to defend a counter-attack, which is just obviously not what he's supposed to be doing on the pitch. But I think what's most important is that even though Frankfurt have a decent defensive record of only conceding five goals in four games, which is the best in the league, by the way, uh, five goals in six games, sorry, so far, they've also only scored four. Uh, and I think that's a crucial issue. Um, and when they come up against a team like Heidenheim, who have done well and have battled well, but also haven't scored huge amount of goals, um, this kind of feels like a game where both these teams might cancel each other out. So the, the,
1: these two teams have only met once before in history, and that was during the 2017-2018 uh, German Cup. Uh, at the cup that Frankfurt would actually end up winning, right? Um, against Bayern and the result was a 2-1 win for Frankfurt in extra time I think this time Frankfurt are gonna win it again in 2-1 but obviously not in extra time um, but I think this is gonna be another one of those I feel like Frankfurt under the top runner, they're just working themselves into the season i I said this before I think they're essentially just waiting for Christmas to sign to sign a, a new striker um, and until then it's just going to be yeah, match day to match day, laboring themselves from one result to another. But you know what? I still do think that they have enough to beat this Heidenheim side, um, although it will be narrowly 2-1. Um, I will not be watching this game, though, because I will be on a flight to Montreal. <laughs> <laughs> that is the game that I'm missing, that match day, uh, which tells you how high my priority, how high high that would my priority list this particular game was because I'm not missing any of the other games. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I think I might miss this one as well, to be honest. But I'm also traveling this weekend. So we'll see what happens. But I'm sure we'll catch up. I'm sure we'll have someone watching it. Um, and yeah. of course, like I said, for it, anyone it, who isn't aware, doesn't follow us on the Substack, um, we do have now a free newsletter uh, that goes out every Monday morning from all of our kind of contributors, not all, but from our contributors and writers, including myself and Manu. Um, so do sign up for that if you're interested. And it's free,
1: which is great. Not a lot of things are free anymore. Um want to point out this podcast is brought to you in association with Get German Football News and sponsored by Bet Online. Also, next week, keep in mind it is an international break, which means no preview show. Um, we'll still put out some content, of course, um, just not the preview show. And then, of course, I'm not sure what we're going to do the week after, right? We always kind of play it by ear. Maybe some club will fire a coach. Um, and then we can do a special or something like that. But just trying to bring awareness that schedule might be a little bit different because of the international break. Um, enjoy the last match day before the international break. It's two weeks off with club football. You know, every, every time you kind of get into it, Stefan, it's kind of like, oh, yeah, here's the national teams.
0: Yeah, exactly. It's it's I, I hate it. I hate it. Um, and I could do a whole podcast on... My issues with international football and how it's crammed into the calendar. And I saw people discussing how the next World Cup in North America might also have to be played halfway through the season because it's also just as hot as Qatar uh, in parts of America. So even better. But yeah, a discussion I think, for another I think day. That,
1: I think that'd be fine because unlike Qatar, they actually have climatized stadiums.
0: Yeah, but it wasn't really that. wasn't the issue. The issue was that it was played in the middle of the league season, which is what what my main issue with it was. Well, that wasn't my only issue with it it being there, but you know, you know what I mean.
1: Yeah, 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 absolutely. No, I mean, like, I think the the World Cup here will be fine because like most of the stadiums um, are either in a climate zone that's not too hot. But it's a good question. Anyways, like, we shouldn't delve on this. We can, we can, we can deal with that when the time comes. Um, And until then, I say auf Wiedersehen.
0: Our house is a mess.